Hey, it's Greg Hoffman from Take Command. And the best part about podcasts is they create a 25th hour in the day. Whenever I'm commuting, metro, car, even when I'm riding my bike around town, although in that case, one earphone only, safety kids, I'm always listening to podcasts. And this offseason, you can get all the insights, all the news, all the analysis, and Logan and I occasionally make a joke or two in the Take Command podcast on demand so it fits in to your busy schedule. Follow Take Command in the Odyssey app or wherever you get your pods. This is Matt Spiegel, and I can't wait to bring you Season 2 of the PBP, Voices of Baseball. The very best play-by-play voices in the game talk about their craft. It's a job so special that even Joe Buck told us he will probably go back to it. I'm 53, basically 54. I I think it's too early to say nevers at this point in my life. I think at some point I'll get the itch again. Incredible guests sharing great stories from your favorite teams coming this year. Find us on the Odyssey app or wherever you find podcasts. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. Take Command podcast from Odyssey Sports. I'm Craig Hoffman. He is Logan Paulson. All right, let's wrap up with uh, the. Let's start with the tight end position. Uh, Obviously, the biggest bummer of the day. Ron Rivera announces that Armani Rogers. Uh, had an Achilles injury. Ian Rappaport later reporting that it was indeed a full tear of the Achilles, so he is not going to be able to play this season. He is someone who I had extremely high hopes for. Me too. Such an incredible athlete. Thought he could develop into a starter. Uh, thought he, he would win the job just because of his skill um, and that he could potentially turn into not just a starter for this team on a, on a room full of, uh, what's the word I want to use here? Uh, well, I mean, Logan Thomas is kind of proven, but other than that, unproven tight ends, like yeah. he would just be the best of the bunch. I think with his skill set, he could have been a really, really excellent football player uh, in this scheme, knowing what the enemy's done with tight ends in the past. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. So what does that leave for the tight end room now? Uh, and obviously, you've already talked about how the enemy is, is using some of these guys. And so I don't know if that favors it's more day two of OTAs, but if that favors any any particular skill set and how that matches with the guys in the room. Well, right now, I think I think they're going to have to bring in another body just for camp. The way these guys are running right now, it's it's a lot of reps. So they're going to need to get somebody in here just to kind of help legs, I think, a little bit. But I think these are the four guys that are going to be on the roster. Like, you know, Curtis, they haven't blocked anybody yet. They haven't had pads on yet. But, you know, and I think Curtis, if I'm being hypercritical of him, I think there's times where you say, man, is he playing as hard as he can? But when he runs, he has your fourth tight end. Hell yeah. Like that's perfect. You know, Cole Turner is kind of picked up where he let off, where he left off last, you know, um, training camp, like where he just looked like the most dominant route running tight end on the roster. Um, just his ability to kind of be sudden and catch contested passes. And like, he's going to be a weapon. And I think Armani and him, were going to kind of be competing for that. Um, I forget the guy's name, but in Kansas city, their third tight end was a converted wide receiver. Who was six mm-hmm. six, two hundred thirty uh, pounds? Um, was it uh, Fortson, Jody Fortson? Yeah, Fortson. Yeah, that's right. And so yeah, yeah. you know they'd put him out on slants and have him run fades. And I think that role now is definitively Coles. And I think Curtis can push for that, but it's probably more of a Y. So he's going to back up Bates. And you know they use a, a blocking Y a ton in this offense. I think Logan Thomas is going to be your Travis Kelsey light at least as of right now. And obviously that can change. But I think Logan's looked good. He's moving well. Um, you know, I think he's still kind of figuring the offense out and I think EB's kind of figuring out how to best utilize him. Cause I, you know, to me, Logan is a tremendous athlete, but he's, he excels in kind of that basketball player role. 
like attacking the seam, the deep cross, short area quickness stuff, you know, is he's fine at it, but I, I wouldn't say that's like his superpower necessarily. So I think that they'll figure that out a little bit and, and kind of get him in some more roles where he can, you know, run a slant or, you know, do something and just see how it looks. But I think that's your group. And I think you feel pretty good about it, quite honestly. And, and I obviously I'm super bummed for Armani. I'm super bummed for him because a, that injury is terrible. And, um, you know, like it's, it's just a long rehab. And for a guy like him, he was, he was going to be that guy. Like he has those receiver traits. They were going to use him. He played really well last year in his minutes. So super bummed for him, wish him a speedy recovery. And, um, but I do think the four guys remaining are, um, are pretty good football players and they give you a good opportunity. And, you know, like I, I, can't, I said this last year and this was, you know, with Armani in the mix, but I do think that these four guys, like when you see them on the field, they look like a bunch of freaks. They're all six six plus. They all run pretty good. Like even Bates, like Bates has been lined up wide a couple times, running like digs and stuff. And like because of his big body, he can catch a ball in a corner, you know. So they're gonna find ways to maximize these guys and put them in a good position to be successful. So while it's a bummer, Armani got hurt. You know, I think they've got they've got a lot of potential here at the position. Yeah, Eli Wolf uh, was with them in camp last year. He's mm. available. Um, he was he was in the, the XFL too. Yeah, on the on the top of the. Uh, the available list. You do have a couple of vets that have done some things in this league. Uh, Cameron Brait is available. Oh, is he? Uh, Jeff, yeah, Jeff Swaim is available. Mercedes Lewis, who's 39 years old. That's Lewis crazy. is is he your class older than you? He's, he's older, older than me. He's uh, he, I was a freshman when he was a senior at UCLA. So Damn. he's four well, years older than me. Technically, he's he's still available and, and out there. Uh, Ryan Griffin has had a couple of good years in the league. Kyle Rudolph is available. Um, so there are some veterans out there, Jesse James. Um, so I, I'm curious if they bring someone in, but I tend to think that you're right, that there's, they're just going to roll with these young guys and Logan and you know any, anybody that was pushing for Logan Thomas to get released weeks ago. It's like, this is why you don't, right? you know, you just, if you needed the space to sign someone fine, but you didn't necessarily need it. And so you hang on to your guys because guys get hurt and, and, he, and he's, them, Them's the breaks. And to, and to defend Logan a little bit, like he had some opportunities last year where like the quarterback didn't see him or, you know, sure. the ball's overthrown or he's not getting schemed up to get touches. And I know he that was a big point of frustration with him in that offense was that the tight end wasn't really a feature. And Yeah, he, this, he certainly made that known by the end is, of last this year. This is going to be a very different experience for him in that whole group. So, and, it, you know, it'll be interesting to see how Bates kind of adjusts the new group because, you know, they're doing a lot of route running and that's not really his – forte but like what are these roles going to be and like i said i think they've got some good athletes there guys who catch the ball well and guys that because of their size can be pretty big mismatches so how many people asked you if you were ready to come out of retirement <laughs> um eb jokingly asked me for um rookie minicamp if i could come out for a couple of days and that i said i said i could probably do 15 reps is what i said so that would, i feel like that would have been fun that would have been, been that would have been great you know, you know great little content there for us I was gonna say, like, from, as a content piece, like, come on, Julie, yeah, what are you doing over there? I get running I get, your department. Rookie like, get, get Logan, get Logan mic'd up, get him in some pads, uh, figure out the liability, uh, yes. and uh, then have the NFLPA shoot it down and say that's not allowed. Yes, uh, so. Uh, 
Hey everyone, this is Brett Boone. Would you know it? I've got a podcast going strong in our fourth year. Tune in as I sit down with my friends, some of the biggest names in sports, media, entertainment, for a lot of fun and in-depth conversations. As you know, baseball's been my life. It's been in the family for a long time, but it's a lot more than that here. It's sort of like taking a ride in a golf cart around a beautiful track. Join me every week for multiple episodes on the Brett Boone Podcast, available on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcasts. The last thing I want to ask you about is the O-line. Um, I, I saw Nikki Javala uh, tweeting out that Nick Gates is already like an, an, an OTA MVP. He's just yelling at people. Yeah. Um, but but overall, and again, not a lot of team reps, not a lot of line work, but what did you see from them uh, in the limited reps that are available? Um, yeah, so I do think that, you know, in the limited team reps, I think, you know, Cornelius Lucas is playing left tackle right now, and he does a great job. I think, uh, again, the system really helps them. It helps them not Can have you to... explain how that works? Yeah, so what I'll say is like, so for example, you know, I coach a couple pass rushers, right? And one of the things about rushers is helping them identify when is an obvious pass rushing situation, right? And so there are certain formational tells, certain things you can do that kind of line that up and say, oh, this is when we got to pin our ears back and go. So he's pretty good. EB's good, just from like a thousand of view, of not giving you straight... Um, straight tells and then making sure that he's kind of moving the launch point of the quarterback. So I think that's pretty self-explanatory, but like keepers, Mm -hmm. half rolls, boots, um, play action pass. And it's not like Kyle Shanahan, like ball out backs running downhill, like this really definitive visual that sucks the linebackers up. It's really just a thing that kind of gives the, the edge rusher a moment of like, what is this? And then the tackle can jump set the end. You know, and I think he also does a good job of using formation. So keeping guys in tight splits. So the rusher's kind of like, am I going to get chipped? Do I need to get wider? And so you get kind of these mm. bad rush looks. And then also using quick game. So, you know, rushers, you typically get a sack off of a seven-step drop or a five-step drop, which you wouldn't use unless it's like a longer down in distance. So quick game, like that guy gets off the ball as hard as he can, and the ball's already out of his hand before he even touches the tackle. And that using screens is another way, right? Not letting them kind of find their rhythm as a rusher is a huge feature of this offense. Like when you watch the Philadelphia game last year versus Kansas City in the Super Bowl, like I, I remember I watched the first 10 or eight dropbacks. There's there are passing plays. There's one true dropback. So basically, I think EB understands that the hardest thing to do in professional football outside of playing quarterback is pass protect. So I want to limit the the true number of straight drop back pass attempts to a very small number. And if we are going to do that, I'm going to make sure you got chip help. I'm going to make sure you get alignment help just so you can kind of work and modify your set to disrupt the pass rusher. So um, that's what I'm talking about. And I think that this system, like, you know, I think Wiley's a good example. Like he's nobody's like measurable All-American right tackle. Like he never would fall in that category. He came to the league as a guard. But in this system – because of the movement that is required in in the run game, in the screen game, uh, the athleticism it, that's required to jump set, like he's a very serviceable starter. He's going to be a plus starter for this team, right? So I think I look at that and I say, um, that's kind of what I'm talking about with that. So like, you know, in terms of um, straight rushes, right? Straight rushes for the 40 team periods they've had. I think there's two that I've counted, right? Wow. So that like that is a big priority for them. and And so... That doesn't mean they're not doing drop back passes. That means that 
we've got tight ends lined up tight. So we give them chip looks. We're doing a play pass. We're doing screens. We're doing quick game. We're doing keepers, like all that stuff. And it just disrupts the rusher enough where the tackle has to be on their game, but I don't have to be dialed to 11 the way I was in the la- offense last year, where it's like we're doing seven step drops all the time and we're really, ex- we're, we're really exposing these guys. And that's when you really need those elite, elite pass protectors, right? Like I talked to Morgan, I talked to Trent, and one of the things they always say is like, I'm looking for tackle friendly offenses. And Kyle's got a tackle friendly offense. This offense appears to be very tackle friendly. The offense up in New York's very tackle friendly with the Giants, with the Jets, excuse me, because it's that same you know, West Coast variation. Um, mm-hmm. And there are systems that stress the hell out of tackles. And I think this this is going to be good for everybody across the offensive line um, in terms of making them be much more productive this year. Yeah, in terms of uh, depth chart right now, yeah. according to Ron Rivera and according to you know everything that's that we've seen, uh, Leno will be your starting left tackle. Sadiq Charles is going to get the first shot at left guard. Looks like Gates is going to get the first shot at center. Uh, and then Cosby and Wiley yep. on the right side. So well, obviously that is very subject to change depending on how the rest of the spring and ultimately the summer and fall go uh, as training camp gets underway and, and practice and everything leading into week one. Uh, and But that's that's how we start. And uh, that's that's all I got for the podcast. Logan, anything else to tack on here at the end? Yeah, I was going to say of, of that group, I think the big the biggest question mark based on film from last year and based on the first couple of days has been Sadiq. I think athletically he looks... He looks the part, but I think that's when I would kind of circle and be like, how does this one shake out? Um, because I think Cosby's look pretty good. I think Wiley's look pretty good. Gates, I think has looked like uh, Nikki was saying, looked very good, but it, you know, there's obviously inconsistencies, but you know, on the whole, looks like they're getting what's going on. Sadiq's had a couple of mental mistakes, a couple of misses, and he's going against John Allen. So keep that with, you know, sure. whatever context you need, but I would keep an eye on that one. So. Yeah, and uh, we'll see how Chris Paul does. Obviously, a ton of potential there, um, and he's the guy that's battling for that spot. Norwell, by the way, also not at camp. Though. That's that's kind of expected as they're expected to release him, but hasn't happened yet. He's also rehabbing an injury, so get, there's your get, full. Get couldn't, couldn't leave the pod. Couldn't leave the pod without the Andrew Norwell update, Logan. I mean, everyone. I mean, people have been texting me about it. Like, oh, what's going on with him? I don't know. Now you know. I think, yeah, now you now, now you can text him back a link to this podcast and like listen to the whole thing. It's it's right there for you. Just keep on listening. Ta-da. All right. Uh we'll be back next week. Obviously, get ready for week two of OTAs. Uh and anything else that happens between now and then. For Logan, I am Craig, and we'll see you next week on Take Command.